0: Counselor Accents Podcast. Two school counselors who love their jobs. Oh, and they happen to have Southern accents too. Bless their hearts. I'm Kim Crumbly. I'm Laura Rankhorn.
1: And together we are Counselor
0: Accents. See, I thought I would just have it with you. Thank you you, because I I feel like you hog the show whenever you're the one that has to say it and you won't let me do it. Uh, well, it's we're going to be talking about Kindness Day,
1: National Kindness Day, and part of this podcast, and I'm starting already.
0: Oh, I feel it. Thank you. <laughs> well, we are going to be sharing what we are calling your fall toolkit. Maybe I should say autumn, because I'm very hesitant to say fall break, because my mother fell and broke her leg one year during fall break. So when I say fall break, I associate it with falling and breaking a bone. So are you telling me right now that you're you've got a trigger and that is the I word have a trigger. Right? Yes. So let's okay. call it your autumn toolkit.
1: toolkit. Yeah. That okay. Is your fall toolkit.
0: I love it. So there is there are a lot of activities and awareness dates that happen in the autumn, and so let's just jump right in. You want to? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, so I guess
1: when we think of of October, it is like as my principal calls it the Super Bowl oh, Or yeah. council. As he's several things, the Super Bowl, a counselor Super Bowl. Uh, do we want to just tell, go over everything we're going to talk about to begin with, and then do I that, like or to I just like to hold my time. cards close and hold your cards close, and we're going to surprise. Yeah. Then we'll All surprise. Right. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there are a lot of awareness dates and uh, events that happen during the autumn. And let's just jump in with October. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when we think about October?
1: You know, I think it's going to be this is a this is where a lot of counselors are going to focus on bullying mm-hmm. uh, bullying. Uh, events or activities or bullying events. We're going to have a bully <laughs> event. So I need you to bring your best bully. <laughs> so this is, you know, a time where, where it's National Bullying Prevention uh, Month. So you want, did I just make that holiday up? National no, you are right on. Month. Yeah. You're so right on. you're going to give some practical rubber meets the road ideas on how to, um, uh, to meet what we need to do as counselors to get that information out, whether you are hybrid, traditional or virtual, how can we uh, this? And, you know, I don't know that it's ever been more important than it is right now uh, that because, you know, students are at home, a lot of them and they're on their devices a lot. Mm-hmm. So my mind, Laura, is going to uh, making sure that we touch on cyber bullying.
0: Yeah. Well, it is growing in importance, and I know that our state and a lot of other states are adopting laws that put the responsibility on the school system, whether it happens at school or or happens at home, and so cyberbullying has become something that, like it or not, we have to focus on it, we have to bring awareness, and we have to take action, so
1: yeah, let me unpack that a little bit because okay. I I have had, and I know folks have mixed reactions about that. Because I know in years past, if it happened at home, there was our hands were tied, uh, and now, uh, as you said, the laws that we're seeing, and I don't know what all st- what other states are seeing, but we are. Uh, as I've told my teachers, we're held to a microscope. Now, what did you do? You knew, even if it didn't happen at school, if it happened at home and they, you know, through text messages or social media, what did you do? And, and uh, so, you know, I tell the teachers, you can no longer hear about it, turn, turn your head and pretend that you didn't hear about it or you don't know about it because, you you need to show that you've done your due diligence are you yourself for the first time can be in some serious trouble because we know sometimes kids that are bullied do things to themselves or hurt themselves are worse and um, what did the did the school do what they could do and and it's the right thing to do I feel like so to to uh to help in any way we can, so if we know it happens wherever, we have to do our due diligence. And so this month, it, to 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 keep those those things down, we need to be educating parents, and we need to be educating students so that we can show a that we were we have done our due diligence as far as this is what bullying is, this is what bullying is not. This is what you can't do, and this is what we're not going to allow. This is what my school system's handbook says. Whatever you have at your disposal, you need to be getting that out to your teachers. I mean, yes, your teachers, your parents, and your students. Maybe that will cut down on what we have to do in the long run. Well,
0: you know, we make up a lot of sayings on our podcast, and I'm going to attempt this one. But what is it? Prevention is worth an ounce of medicine. Uh, What is it? Uh, yes, there is something there. Uh, let's see.
1: Prevention. Prevention is worth an ounce of medicine.
0: That's Did what I? I just said. So that's where you heard I'm that. trying to make
1: that sense, but okay. if there's well, something, there's something, but I'm sure you'll pop it across the, the podcast and tell us what that is. But
0: let me yeah. explain what I mean. And that is just what you said. Just making them aware. Um, Whenever we can be proactive and explain and educate, then it does prevent things later on, I feel like. So the first thing that comes to my mind, well, let me say this, when I, every year when I give my stakeholder needs assessment, it is so funny to me to see that parents rate bullying as the highest need in the school. Students, it's usually toward the bottom of what they feel like they want to learn about or need to learn about. So that's always interesting to me. So if if that's the case with you, we still have an obligation to let the parents know, hey, this was a need that you brought to me. This is how I handled it. So it is, it was a big need this year with the parents at my school and I've done my bullying lesson. But I think educating students Um, a couple of years ago, I got so outdone because I felt like the word bullying was so overused. So it hit me last year that I need to educate them. I need to educate them for how the word bullying has changed, what bullying is and what bullying isn't. So this lesson that we have, I think is great. And I'm not trying to plug our lesson because I'm fixing to tell you how you can get it for free. So don't think that I'm trying to sell a lesson here. What I love about it though is, It tells what bullying is. It tells what bullying isn't. And it makes students aware that maybe they've been a bully before. But starting today, you don't have to be anymore.
1: So this really is a
0: great lesson,
1: uh, Laura. And I can say that because you authored the lesson and not me. So I will brag on you. But this is a great lesson. It is for elementary. I will say that. um, That the bullying. But it is amazing. And it really... Does a good job of a lot of times what parents consider bullying, and then they'll they'll come and they'll talk to me about it. And I'm like that is literally their best friend. They yeah. sit together every day. They've had an argument, or you know, maybe they need to look into new friends because this one does this. But we, but to educate students on what bullying really is, that it's repetitive, it's not, I was in a bad mood and I said something that I shouldn't have said, which then you would be a bully, Laura. But sure, well, that's
0: not. why we're doing this, really. It's an intervention for you to realize that you, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's an intervention for me. I see, yeah, and so, let me say uh, this too. Let yeah. me add this. The end of that lesson has an anti-bullying pledge card. And you mentioned it's for elementary. I did it up to my fifth grade. I think I started with second. I did it with second grade last year and it worked great. I did it with fifth grade all the way up to fifth grade this year. And it worked great for them too. And I will say this, my fifth graders took it very seriously. Like the signing the pledge card at the end that says like from this day forward I won't bully anymore a lot of them ask wait a minute does this count for siblings which I told them no siblings like no but um I just felt like and I told them I said I appreciate you taking this so seriously and not wanting to sign unless this is something that you feel like you can do because that's what I noticed in every class that I did it with so anyway
1: that is, that is really good. And I did it with my uh, third grade, but the way, and I'm going to talk a little bit about how I do the lessons so that they're good for students who are virtual. Okay. And so so we'll talk about that because even though some of you may be thinking, well, we're not even in school right now, we're virtual. How am I going to get a bullying lesson out to students uh, who are virtual? And, and so if you can do it traditionally, there's a way to do it virtually. That's what we've said. You just have to look for that way. So, for high schoolers, uh, there are some great Nearpod lessons.
0: Uh, yes, if you're not your Nearpod.
1: Nearpod, that is such an easy program. If your system has not bought, which a lot of school systems have bought all the Nearpod lessons, but you can buy these individually. And they're interactive, so they'll, they'll work for uh, virtual students or traditional students. You can do a teacher-paced or a student-paced. But... Um, so those are those are wonderful, wonderful resources for all ages, and um, we really, really want students to to think about what they're doing online. So you know, I would encourage you to also think about adding cyberbullying lessons out there too this year. So um, what we say, you know, talking about, and, and you know, that might be a good. Um, fit for you and the librarian if, if oh that's a good idea or this is a lesson on cyberbullying that is part of their uh standards uh it really really i think it, it it falls under a lot of technical you know training is is what we say stays on, on social media and that kind of thing so you might want to, to get with your librarian yeah to do that lesson so that might be a good idea on that one so what about mentoring laura i know you've you have used mentors in the past
0: yeah, um, I think that it goes along with educating the teachers about the what makes up a bully. And a lot of times the bully has low self-esteem or maybe comes from a home where he's been bullied um, in the past or she's been bullied. And so looking for those characteristics to know who the bullies are, which let's be honest, the teachers know who the bullies are. But sometimes connecting them with an older student or letting them know, hey, if if I can see you go without being mean to a student for this amount of time, I'm going to let you talk to a younger student, making the bully the mentor, possibly. Sometimes you are, um, oh gosh, what's the word? Like just that level of accountability makes them toe the line sometimes. So, um, for somebody believing in them, yeah. we
1: hurt people, hurt people. And we, I saw that work with uh, probably our biggest bully in our school. The teacher, she, the child did not pass. The teacher kept her for another year. And I thought, heaven help you. Uh, but the second year was wonderful because we came up with a plan and it changed this little, it changed the way the whole little girl's outlook, um. uh, we, Knew that academics w- were an issue, so we've given her supports there, but also put her in charge of a lot of activities, you know, that so she felt some accomplishment. Yeah, so sometimes digging and finding out why, you yeah. know, why the student behaving this way.
0: So, if we look at opportunities to mentor, maybe if you are a high school counselor, pull some students that might be good mentors and contact the elementary or middle school counselor because. This is a great way to work together. I worked with the high school. um, The high school it was a club, and a lot of them came over and read with my younger students, or played games with them, ate lunch with them. And so, for the students who were being bullied, that was an instant popularity boost because all of a sudden a high school student was coming to eat lunch with them. Um, But if they're the bully, then maybe having somebody to show them, hey, you don't have to bully. you know, letting them know they're popular and they're because they're kind to others and just demonstrating that kindness. And, um, but anyway, we can also do this through Zoom or Google Meets. So students can still be mentored even through distance learning. Like you say, every episode, if you've done it in real life, there's a way to do it in virtual life.
1: Absolutely. So, um, Let's talk about another, moving past bullying onto another event that a lot of folks do in October, whether they call it Red Ribbon Week or if it's just, you know, drug awareness or uh, safety, because, you know, we talk more than just alcohol and drugs. It, mm-hmm. We have also talked about you know, safety around others or how, you know, all of those things. So let's talk a little bit. Maybe it is your red ribbon Week. Maybe it's your drug awareness, whatever you call it. What are some ideas that you have for, let's start with high school. What What are some ideas that you would use for a high school counselor?
0: Well, I've never been a high school counselor, Kim. Oh, so you want to ask me. Okay, so you ask me. Okay, right, you ask me. What are some ways that you can observe red ribbon Week? As a high school counselor? Thank you for asking. Uh, Well I I tell you right now
1: and this is really good because of the uh, a lot of high schools especially a lot of high schools are virtual or they're hybrid. The natural high videos can be sent out through Google Classroom if you've not looked at those natural high videos uh, though that's a great resource. There are a lot of great resources for high schoolers that I wouldn't share with younger students but it's a lot of information for high schoolers but the natural high is a positive uh instead of looking at the negative it it is it you know because we know that drugs keeps keep people from living their best lives and that's that's kind of where the natural high videos come in also i i have had success with bringing in speakers to high schoolers you know um they like to hear people's stories and um you bring in a good speaker that's going to go a long way with, uh, and that that could be for older elementary, middle, but it's great for high school. It's a great resource for high school to bring in a in a speaker. Um, and again, we have to look at this differently. So if you have to do a Zoom with mm-hmm. a speaker, you might even have more options of who you get if because of the Zoom. So I think for for I think what I have just said would go for middle school, high school. Easily natural high videos, and we have a lesson. Again, we're not hawking our lessons. That's a word. Is it hawking? I think it is. Like peddling your wares, is Yeah. It? So we're not because we're going to give you an opportunity to take take this lesson free. But we have the the theme for Red Ribbon was be be happy, be brave, be drug free. And so we kind of looked at those that theme, and we made a lesson that went around that and we've so for your elementary through um, middle school, possibly early high school, this lesson would work so you you have an option to get that lesson if you want it, but it it talks about you know what you know, how drugs can take away our joy, our happiness and keeps us from doing the things that we love to do. So uh, that's some options. Um, I think for elementary, we have a lesson and we have other, we have several red ribbon lessons, but for elementary this year, we focused on the be happy, like bumblebee, be be happy. And that's kind of, it's a cute lesson, but it's about uh, the misuse of like medicines or drugs or things like With you know who can you safe. take medicine yes.
0: from, who can you not take medicine from, and things like that. And I will say that we have gotten comments on that lesson about it's been very difficult to find a way to teach younger elementary students, but this lesson did it. And so I'm i we love hearing things like that because it lets us know that we're we're doing what you guys need and that that's the point that the reason that we do it. So I think right here, I'm just going to
1: take a break and just kind of, uh, we've talked about virtual students and uh, we have both, we have traditional and we have virtual students at ours in in our school system where Laura and I are. So I'm not sure how yours look, but um, this may be an idea for you, but whatever, if it's a video I'm going to show, if it's a PowerPoint lesson that Laura and I have done Then I use Screencast-O-Matic. I know some people use Screencastify. And I just, as if like you and I are talking right now, I am talking to my class or, you know, there's really not a class there, but I'm teaching my lesson and it allows me to switch back and forth from me to a video, to a PowerPoint, to back to me. I can add music. I can create everything I need right there. And then I can stick that in how, whatever you're using to get those lessons out. I'm using Google Classroom. I can put that in my Google Classroom and shoot that out to my virtual students. I can go in the classroom and the kids think I'm a movie star. So those are just some ideas of how you can get your lessons out there to those kids who are virtual. And, um, you know, you can use them for other ways also. So that, that's how we, we, we are doing that. So, anything else on Red Ribbon or drug awareness?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, I love the dress-up days that go with Red Ribbon Week. and oh, yes. We make these fit the theme every year. And so, this year, we are going with Be Happy, Be Brave, Be Drug-Free. So, we have a lot of dress-up days about, um, you know, dress-up, like, what makes you happy um, or wear bright colors that make you happy be dressed like someone who's brave. Um, and I loved the be brave because
1: we taught and I'll stop you on the be brave day because we're doing that too. We're doing a be happy day. We're being a brief be brave day. Uh-huh. And with what we're seeing with COVID and this is a great opportunity to talk to the kids about how brave the medical folks the first responders and the you know and and you can bring that career aspect into also I love to bring bring in a career day if I possibly can dress up and this I think kind of hits that because my students love to dress up like you know, because I'm in elementary, they they're gonna love to dress up like a firefighter or, or whatever. But even in high school, you know, uh dressing up like our, our nurses and our our first responders or whatever. So I love that be brave day, especially yeah. the heroes that we have seen come forth during this pandemic. It, so I think it's just a great fit and, and
0: very good. Um and that works too with your virtual students. Have them Have them dress up during your daily meeting or whatever your virtual setting is. Have them send a picture or do a hashtag or upload it to your uh, school counseling, social media, whatever you have. Uh, Use that and include them in the dress up days. That'd be great, and you can engage them. And yeah. you know, my
1: teachers would, would not be happy if we did not have a pajama day. So we have a be comfortable day. Oh, why didn't you tell me that? That they they will not not have it. That was not my original plan. But we have to have a be comfortable day. So, and then oh we have God. like a be full of school spirit day or, yeah. or or something like that. I can't remember. But it anyway, or or be ready for. College, or you know, and dress there's so many ideas that you can do with that. So, Yeah. yeah, check
0: those lessons out, and then morning announcements where that's where I educate my students about what is Red Ribbon Week. Even I do the lesson, but what is the reason behind Red Ribbon Week? So, I do those morning announcements, and my students this year want to turn that into a trivia question through Zoom, like a trivia competition. They want to take those morning announcements. And then on Friday, ask questions through Zoom and find a winner. I thought that was such a fun idea for them. That like, is great. And, and you know, you can have students record those announcements, too. So there's yeah. a lot of
1: fun things that you can do with to get the information. There's different ways, as we say, to skin a cat, oh, which is
0: so repulsive. You know how many calls we get from Peter when you Every say that. Every time I say skin a cat. But there's different ways to, to to get this information out. So yeah. be creative. And let us know your ideas because yeah. we all grow from each other. Yep. So have we exhausted Red Ribbon Week? Are we ready? Tonight? We are done. We okay. are
1: done. And it leads us right up to Halloween.
0: Yes. Halloween. And let me tell you, I've seen, and I think it's a great question. I've seen a lot of school counselors say, how do you teach holidays when your students may not observe those holidays? And I think, I thought, you know, that's right. That's a great question. And uh, I think when you focus on fear, it is a scary time. We were driving down the road the other day, and a business had the blow-up ghost that moves when the wind blows and everything. And my little four-year-old got so scared because she saw this ghost and I thought, yes. oh man, we have a couple more weeks, and it's just going to get scarier from here. Every commercial you see is about a scary movie, and it yeah. can be a yeah. scary time. So uh, yeah, it's a scary
1: time already. Without <laughs> yeah, we don't know. There's a lot of scary things in the world without uh, seeing seeing extra, But but uh, so instead of so what you're saying is instead of focusing on the the holiday yeah because some kids love let's be honest some kids love Halloween yeah trick or treating oh uh not not focusing on but but you know for some kids they love it some some parents don't approve of of any you know different holidays and so the the thing is that focus on what the meaning is you know maybe that we think about and a lot of kids this lesson on fear is a great lesson because. All, you know, a lot of kids are afraid of what's in the closet or afraid of the dark any time of year. So this is a great time to address it. And I tell you, the bully lesson has the cutest monsters ever. Oh. The bully lesson. Back the bully lesson. Yeah. And my kids were like, oh, you know, it just kind of fit with Halloween. Yeah. Because of the monsters and they they, it just, it's just. So seasonal, you know, uh-huh. it was just seasonal. So they loved it, but um, <laughs> another thing: you could uh, waste the skin a cat. So yes, if it's a holiday that they don't approve of, what is usually holidays? There's there's an underlying meaning, or yeah. you know, uh, that you can look for the good, and pull out what you can that's teachable, and and uh, what are those nuggets that we can get and still be aware of this holiday, and I'm sharing some, teaching my students my my mindsets and behaviors at the same time.
0: And the other thing about Halloween this year is a lot of places aren't doing the trick-or-treating. And so to teach a Halloween lesson like we have in the past, it could be just more salt in the wound of how different this year is and the things that the students are missing out on. So I really don't know, that I would want to focus on Halloween necessarily to remind them hey it's not like it always has been.
1: Yeah, and and, and so but it there's some still this is a fun lesson though. It is. This, fun. So it's, it's just fun. Yeah. we still you know ki- we want kids to enjoy their their childhood and and this is a this is a this is a scary time. So uh, this is a fun lesson it helps them understand maybe their fears.
0: And it gives and them it, coping skills. Absolutely. Coping skills for what to do when they are scared.
1: So that's a good point and and uh and that falls right into our October toolkit, our yes. autumn toolkit. But now we're moving into November. Yes. We know a lot of counselors use November as their month for their career uh lessons, our career their big career days is in yeah. November. Which is a great time if for certain parts because that's the weather's usually, you know, it's right. not well, here it is. I don't know about other places. Oh, yeah, but true. They, Some
0: places have snow. And that's why know, I don't it's know already places. snowing this morning. No. I mean, my
1: sleeves outside. Minnesota's snowing this morning.
0: Um, yeah. And we did, back in March, we did two podcast episodes on virtual career fairs because, again, all of a sudden we found ourselves in this situation where we had to think and do differently. And what we saw, what I saw, what you saw, through this is all of a sudden we have more opportunities to expose our students to opportunities outside of our community using these virtual career fairs. So take advantage of that. And I'm going to put a link to those episodes in our show notes so that if you are, if you want to listen to those, we had two fantastic guests on that told us how they have done their virtual career fairs. So just think differently on that. Yeah. And there are websites out there like Skype a Scientist and Nepris, that's N-E-P-R-I-S, that let you connect with various careers and schedule an appointment. And, you know, you put in your request for what type of career you'd like. Those people respond to it. And then you can host that person through a Zoom. So those are great resources to use, especially right now.
1: And, you know, Laura and I do a lot of uh, speaking on careers. And, you know, one of the things that we, I guess, one of our, um, one of our push, one of the pushes that we, I don't even, I cannot even talk today. One of the things we're pushing is for teachers and counselors to get past just teaching careers that are already, you know, available right now but to think past into the future to those careers that we may not even be aware of yet so soapbox um, and if we get up on this I box. Not, thank you thank you for saying soapbox I could not think of it but let me just say my mother uh, made um red velvet cake and I had a piece I'm not kidding you as big as your head and you know how big oh head. I know
0: how big my my head is yeah
1: so I am a little drunk from her red ribbon cake. I mean not from red ribbon <laughs> red <laughs> velvet cake. So I am not thinking clearly as you can tell, and it's from that sugar. Oh, I'm so jealous. I know it was really good. Um, so the Skyposcientus, the Nepris, the thinking past maybe what we've done in the past to so just those typical careers mm-hmm. and um, help students see that their critical thinking skills or computational skills all of these things that it may not look as direct as the career teachings that we've done in the past but they, they need these skills yeah. to be ready for their careers in the future so this is a good time to look at some of that I don't know if you have any links to anything we have done before or said before I know we have a uh, a career lesson that um, they might want to check out. But we
0: do, and we do have a podcast that's on this soapbox coming up soon. So okay. very good, very yeah. Good. But I will. Am I jumping ahead here to say check out NC Wit? Am I jumping ahead, or is no, that on your list? This
1: is the perfect time. Okay, this is the perfect time.
0: All right, um, I'll put a link to the organization NC Wit in the show notes but this is November would be a great time and this reaches all grade levels but check out NCWIT and some of the resources they have where you're exposing students your females especially on in into technology and computer science and teaching them about the career opportunities that are in computer science and Kim you and I both know that it is one of the most um the career fields with the most growth. What was it? There were three hundred fifty thousand available career science computer science jobs in 2017, but like nowhere near that many graduates to fill those careers. So it's like a sixty seven percent need with a ten percent
1: graduation. Yeah. So and uh NCWIT does a really good job of making sure that we are getting this information about computer jobs out to everyone, not just to our to, um white males, but to all um, minority groups. And because we've got to fill these jobs and, and people have got to be aware. And so equity is a really big thing to NC with, making sure that all that information is equitable uh, for all students. And that is going to be my focus. Okay. This year with my middle school uh, is going to be, careers uh-huh. you know, what we talk about as far as their thinking and their, we call them uh, not soft skills but necessary skills that these students i'm not calling it you call it something else what do you essential calling? skills Essentials. so the essential skills not soft skills that these students need but uh, i really am going to focus more on than any other on the um on the computer it's computer science and computing and coding and all those things to to see, to make sure these kids have an opportunity. Because we do know that when you think about any career they go into, any career they go into, and this is where our brains have to to go. There are now levels of that computer science, just in just about anything that you can think of that they would go into. So they need to, to know they need to know about this and, and what they, you know, how they can, how valuable they'll be
0: invaluable valuable, to their, to the oh. workforce. Thank well, you. One of my favorite quotes from this organization is uh, computer science is the new literacy that mm-hmm. we, you know, reading is not an option and teaching our students about uh, computers and computer science, that should be as, Natural as teaching it's the new, it's the, yeah, it's the new literacy. So you wouldn't say uh,
1: you don't hear students say, "Well, when am I ever going to use reading?" Right? Why am I learning this? When would I ever use this? The same thing with computer literacy. It is the new literacy. This is every student needs to um, to be aware. We we and as school counselors, we're all you know we're often the the gatekeepers of career stuff so we we need to be on our toes nc is a great resource
0: and the thing is enough about it your students know this already your students know that this is this is the language that they speak and so we have to get on board with that whether we're comfortable with it or not yeah but that's a soapbox we're we are we have now jumped up
1: on our soapbox kim But it's career development month. So that's a great time to check out some of these new resources. And and it's a new start. You know, we say all the time, especially now, this is a new start for everybody because it's like we're all first year teachers. It's like we're all first year counselors because we're having to think differently and do differently. And people, you know, this is an opportunity to try something different. Maybe you've never really delved, 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 delved. Delving, Delving into the world of career uh, awareness like this, like we're
0: talking about doing. And now is, you can start it. Yeah. You know, And that's the thing when we're giving you a toolkit, you don't have to juggle all these things and start them all next week or tomorrow. Pick one thing and, yeah. you know, just improve by one thing. And that's all we're saying. We're just, yeah you with some ideas.
1: So, moving right along, Laura, did you know that in November... Wait, wait. I want you to talk about centers for careers. Okay. Um, center, using, setting up centers for students, and I have done this in the past, is a great way for those essential skills or necessary skills, not soft skills. So uh, if you, as this is great for littles up. I mean, you could have a center for middle school, you could have a center on coding. You can have literate, you can have uh, even picture books that uh, there's so many great books out there right now that are not specific to a career. But, you know, uh, The Girl That Made No Mistakes or is that the name of that book? But Um, there's just a lot of books that are not so specific to a career, but it's really about those skills that you need for whatever career that we haven't even come up with yet. So setting up centers, uh, we we have found that even games, games students play, doesn't have to be technical games. So, you know, this is just learning to communicate, collaborate, be a team player. It's amazing what, and some of this goes back To the way things probably were done a long time ago and we've gotten out of it, but people need to learn how to collaborate, how to talk, how to to build things, come up with ideas. So just set up opportunities for students to do those things.
0: And when you think about, okay, setting up, this is for little people, this part, but when you think about setting up like a veterinarian's office Mm -hmm. and you have these students, like you said, communicating, And problem solving, hello, that's one of our mindsets and behaviors. Problem solving to figure out what's wrong with this animal. Then they prescribe medicine and convert the measurements and things like that. Well, then you are getting into cross curricular things, and all of a sudden, the classroom teacher is saying, "Hey, I can use this to meet my math standard for this Mm -hmm. week." And Mm -hmm. you are killing so many birds with one stone. And well, I
1: can't say skin a chicken.
0: Again, it's that red velvet cake. I can't say skin. <laughs> well, I think it's calling. I'm going to go for it, and I'm going to stone some birds. And you know, I hate birds, so and, and dogs. dogs, basically all wildlife.
1: <laughs> oh, and, I, and you're from Tennessee, and I don't know how you can say that. Um, so we've talked a lot about uh, the careers. So yeah. we have. We <laughs> have beat that horse to death. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. It's just so many of our colloquialisms. <laughs> You're dealing with... Hey, why, why is that? Because we're not really beat a horse to death, but it is Southern sayings, and I don't know why that is, but I apologize.
0: Oh. Well, you know, when we spoke at ASCA, that one person did get upset because we said... <"S-S-S-S-S-> <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I fixed it and she said thank you for fixing that. Thank you Oh yeah. Okay. So we you're gonna have to fix a lot of stuff
1: today. We mean no harm. We do no harm. I do mean
0: harm to my dog
1: if somebody will (laughs) Besides her dog. She does mean harm for the dog. But I am not gonna beat a horse or skin a cat.
0: Something happened to my dog during this episode, and I was not going to put it in there. I may put it at the end. I I don't know, but I just want to let everybody know, if I took it out, if if you don't know why I'm mad at my dog, something happened during this episode to make me hate my dog even more. So just know, that's why we keep referencing my dog. Yes, it was bad. Anyway. Okay, so moving past career development. And animals.
1: Animals to World Kindness Day. (laughs) Uh, Be kind to Animals Day. World Kindness Day is November the 4th. 13th. 13th. November the 13th is World Kindness Day. And uh so if you go to which I love Random Acts of Kindness, I love that site. If you've not R A K R Random Acts of Kindness. If you've never visited, which I'm sure most of you have, but they have so many great SEL uh, activities, lessons, but a lot of things to do around just good old fashioned kindness and ideas of how to spread that kindness. And I do not know of a better time in history to make sure that you are um, that you you're using. Uh, all of our kind we're pulling out all the stops when it comes to kindness and so go celebrate do something i know we have kindness in uh we do a lot in kind on kindness in february but this is go to random acts of kindness they do have a world kindness day and look for ideas of things that you can do and laura you and i have felt it was very very important this year that one of our goals was to make sure that our students were okay socially, emotionally, as as, as we say, as best as we can. And also to, um, to really, uh, I, I guess, work on the climate and culture of our school as far as where our teachers are concerned, and the burdens that they're carrying, that we all are carrying, but we have certainly seen that our teachers are are placed into a situation they've never been placed into before, and so people look to us as far as the emotional help, and so uh, this might be an opportunity if you can't focus maybe on the kids or of the students, maybe just focus on your teachers or, or, you know. But we have upped the ante when it comes to kindness to our teachers, and every month we're trying to do something for our teachers. And it, it I have seen it's reciprocal. I can't out give because the more I'm kind to them, the the more they're kind to me. So, well, I think that's a great lesson.
0: I think that's a good segue too into Stress Awareness Week, which is that first week of November, and National What Stress Awareness Day is November fourth it is okay Uh so I think that Mm -hmm. kindness and and showing kindness to our teachers I think that it's sort of crosses yeah Mm -hmm. we have stress awareness week and over and over and over again we have people sending us messages saying um staff morale is down what can I do or we're, we're just seeing these comments everywhere what can I do staff morale has never been lower and uh so like you said we have tried to focus on our teachers when the year started and if you've taken our course or if if you join in our weekly Zoom meetings then you know I've said this already but at the beginning of the year we are mainly in person and because of covid I can't have students come to my classroom I have to go to their classroom and I was very upset about that at first because I like to do a good room transformation and how can I transform the classroom When I'm going into, you know, 10 different classrooms, can I transform classrooms? But um, it was actually my husband's idea to transform my classroom into a getaway for the teachers. So during that time that I have their class, he said, you can make your room sort of a spa, getaway, relaxation station. And that's what I do. Every time I have their class, I have their favorite snacks on hand. I try to play music or soften the lights or I do something to make it a an escape for them. And like yeah. you said, you can't outgive them because they have turned right around and given me like beautiful gourmet um candy apples and they've given me earrings and they have given me my favorite candy and stuff like that. So they're very And then so they and appreciate- they appreciate yeah. it, and they leave me notes, and I love that too. Just knowing that I made their day, so yeah, they appreciate that stuff.
1: So it is kind of like pay it forward, and it comes back around, and it just grows, and it it does, it does. Uh, and and you know, it could be so. We talked to a counselor, and she said something like she made a banana bread or pumpkin loaf, or you know, and just passes that out to the teachers, just any anything like that uh boost morale and it goes back to those can the stress awareness and the world kindness can can kind of go hand in hand if you want to choose one or the other because it's a lot i know um but i don't if you can look up both of these for activities and ideas online the stress awareness there's a stress awareness webinar coming up in november it's a world like worldwide uh stress awareness and it's Kind of focusing on the where our stress is now um, because of the pandemic and and you know how we how we can help uh, not necessarily this isn't necessarily for schools but it's just in general stress awareness and mental health and those kinds of things but we, all of these things kind of creep into the school so they're important but these are some ideas you know you you don't have to do everything but it may help you come up with something to do you mm-hmm. know uh so think about you know what you want to do for autumn and pick out one or two things and and go for it and see how you can make it work in your situation and every situation is different because we're talking to a lot of counselors from all over the United States and every counselors the way they're running school this year has been a little bit different from the other person so um, you have to see what will work for you but we hope that this helps you, as you are making plans for um what you're gonna do the rest of this month and next month, we have some housekeeping
0: to do. Talk to me well, we've been telling you that we are going to give you the red ribbon week lesson, the fear lesson, and the uh or the bullying lesson, and so now I want to tell you how we're gonna do that so if you will share. The link that I'm going to put in the show notes, it is our current ad just to let people know that, hey, we have a podcast and it's out there and we're having the best time ever doing it. Uh, If you'll share that ad and if you will go rate and um, give us a review on this podcast, then email us and let us know that it's done. Tell us which lesson you want, then we will reply with that lesson. So if you already have our bullying lesson, let us know you want our Red Ribbon Week lesson or other way around or if you want our fear lesson just put it in the subject line done red ribbon week or done bullying or done fear and we will reply with that lesson Um, do you have a story or a situation Uh, well let's
1: talk about what I don't I don't have a story and I always have a story but, uh, but I'm thinking of a scenario okay so um let's let's unpack this scenario. Okay. What if you have a student who um and as we see kids get older and and going into middle school and higher sometimes they don't want to participate We've had counselors who've talked to us about what do you do with that student who does not want to participate and what where does your mind go?
0: Well, I could have written that myself, so tell that counselor that they are not alone because that has happened before. And it will happen to everybody. Yeah. yeah. And this this goes way back. Um, what I have seen is I've had students before who do that. They won't participate. And because of their influence, you know, they encourage others not to participate. It can be very frustrating and it can be very disheartening when you have put your heart and soul or your money into a lesson and then all of a sudden they don't do it. So I like to just say, you know, that's fine. You don't have to participate. I don't want this to be a stressor to you. This is a time for you to take a mental break. And if that's the way that you need to take a mental break, then that's okay. And I just, they're not going to get to me by. By the way, it appears. But then, yeah. the very That's
1: good. That's very good.
0: The very next day, I called the ringleader into my office and just said, "Hey, I noticed yesterday you didn't want to participate, and I just wanted to make sure that you're not offended at me, or that I haven't done something to offend you, or that I haven't done something to upset you." And you know, I appreciate. I try. I try to pick out the good and yeah. let them know that hey. Whatever. And so when they tell me why they didn't want to do it or whatever, then I go into, well, you are a leader. And I don't know if you noticed this or not, but the rest of the class joined in what you said. And you've got the choice to be a leader for good or a leader to take people in the evil. other direction. Huh? For evil. For evil. <laughs> but sometimes just taking that extra time to let them know, hey, I noticed. So and I say it very nicely but it's almost my way of not letting them off, off the hook you know you yeah and I think if I think we have such a small amount of
1: time with students that if you get into a power struggle yeah and and I have talked to stu- teachers about not doing this. I mean because that's falling into what the student wants obviously the student is hurting mm-hmm. or the wants attention or whatever and so if you go at them you're you know if they are hurting you've broke that you know relationship and, right. and you, it's hard but i think ignoring it and moving forward and then trying to loop back around is a great idea and say hey you know is everything okay i noticed you were kind of down or i noticed that you were tired or i noticed whatever what's going on and they they know that you care about them and they could just be trying you you know to yeah. see to see your reaction so i think that's a great answer to that question
0: well, every time that this has happened and I've pulled them in to talk to them and I want to tell you that it may go against every like everything in me. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to be nice to them cuz they have made me upset, but I have to. And I have to fake it, you know, and bring them in and and talk to them, but you are establishing this connection with them and one of them that grated on my nerves Oh, something fierce. He and I came up with a special handshake, and so now, if I were to see that student, we've got this special handshake uh, or whatever. Yeah. you know, and you've just I've made a connection with them, and guess what? Never had another problem out of him.: Yeah, And yeah. for those students, the older ones that lead the opposite way from what you'd want them to do, why not do a little leadership cultivating with them? Bring them in, and they're obviously a leader. Yes. yes. So cultivate that and turn it into what you want it to be. Put them on student council or put them in charge of something and let them know that you recognize those skills and use them to help do something you need to get done. Yeah. Very good. Very good. I've got a story for you. Oh, yay. I love stories. Okay. There was an 89 year old. His name is Derlin. Derlin. Have you heard this story? I have not heard about Dirling the 89-year-old. Okay. Okay. Well, he started delivering pizzas because his monthly check and retirement and all that stuff was not enough to make ends meet. So he went out and started delivering pizzas. And when I imagine an 89-year-old delivering pizzas, it hurts my heart a little bit because, I mean, I can't imagine him out driving. I can't imagine him working at night. I can't imagine like how hard that's hard work. And he's 89. Yeah. I'd like to, yeah. When I'm a lot of, a lot of, yeah. When I'm 89, I fully plan on being on a cruise ship retired. That's going to be my nursing home. So anyway, he had to go out and, um, deliver pizzas. Well, this one family who they have a TikTok account and They were so struck by how friendly and what a great mood he was in. Every time he came to deliver pizzas, they started requesting him by name. Hey, we want to order a pizza and we want Derlin to be the one to deliver it. And every time he came, he was just friendly, never in a bad mood. Well, they started videoing him for their TikTok account and sharing that across TikTok. Well, then they started digging a little bit deeper. Why is Derlin at eighty-nine delivering pizzas? And yeah. found out that he couldn't make ends meet and all that stuff. Well, they got their listeners to start. Hey, if you want to send a dollar to Derlin, we would love it. Anyway, they collected over twelve thousand dollars that they gave to Derlin, oh, and they took that it to really him. Yeah, they took him a check, and he cried and cried. And anyway, it was very touching. That's a great story.
1: I love stories like that. That is that is so neat that they went yeah. that extra
0: mile. And I, I think it would be good, too. We talked about kindness day coming up, and I think it would be good to show your students and let them know that, hey, if you see a need, feel a need. You know, if you, uh-huh. if you see someone hurting, figure uh-huh. out a way to, and it kind of goes along with problem solving. With our our mindsets and behaviors, find a solution. Yeah, and you know, and recognize kindness.
1: Yeah. And reward it. kindness. Recognize the kindness in others yeah. and see you know, the reward in
0: that. That is great. And I love you realize it. Realize that your the response your response to things, to situations, even if you're having a bad day, it it affects other people whenever you respond in a positive way. And let me just say, and I know we're through with all the toolkits, but you know sometimes just showing
1: students a video, we don't have to recreate any kind of wheel. You know, uh, there are stress videos on breathing, and uh, just you know that you could show middle school, high school to take a break, and you those are videos that we can send out, and, and we don't have to do it. They're they're already there. Use those things, and and like you're saying with this video with um, Durlin. Send that out. I mean, that's a lesson. You don't have, you can add or not. You know, there it is. But there's a lot of things that we can be, you know. That's good. That's good. That's good. not harder. Not harder. Yeah. That's right.
0: So you can join our Counselor Accents Facebook group. We try to drop a nugget or two in there every day. And there's some conversation that goes on in there. You can watch these on YouTube. Um, what else can you do, Kim? I had that red velvet cake. You I'm not helping you. But you're nothing to me. I am. Instagram, well, I always say we post in there once every blue moon, so it's getting about time for us to post in there. And you can join our newsletter. We send out a newsletter with all of the links to our podcasts, our episodes, our blogs. If that's another thing you can do. You can check out our blog at counseloraccents.com. And don't forget That right now, if you will share that ad that we have going for our podcast and rate and review on Apple Podcasts, then we will send you the lesson of your choice. Once you email us, done, Red Ribbon Week, done, bullying, or done, fear. We'll send you whichever lesson you put in the subject line. Great. And you can email us at counseloraccents at gmail.com. That's our email. Do we want to talk about what we have coming up? Uh, We have the contemporary father of school counseling. That is what I'm calling him, Dr. Russ Sabella, that will be joining us to talk about his new book, Solution-Focused School Counseling, The Missing Manual. And I've been reading it. And let me just tell you, it is incredible. I I sent him an email. You're excited to have him. I am excited. I sent him an email and said, this truly is the missing manual and everybody should read it. So good. Can't wait. All right.
1: Until next time.